As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to Costco today. Mm-hmm. Are you a Costco member? I am. I usually use it for gas. Oh, solid. Especially because living by myself, I don't need like... 25 cookies at a time. All right. Or <laughs> like 18 rolls of paper towel. Oh, I am getting paper. They're paper towels, though. You can't beat them. You, I'll share some with you. Oh, there you go. If you want me to. You, they just soak up so much. <laughs> like the love of Jesus. Wow. Yeah, see how... I think that was... Everything can be for the podcast. Yes. It's the 23 Podcast. My name's Michael, and I'm here with... Father Jeff. The one and only. Yeah. I, I just love seeing your face across from me on this desk. Likewise. It's just like sunshine on a cloudy day, <laughs> but you're not my girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song, right? What... That, what do you like to... Like, what do you like to listen to music-wise? Are you a little bit of everything type of person, or... I like to think so. Um, as you know, like, I tend to... 21 Pilots tends to be my go-to most of the time. But and I you went to a concert recently. I did. Was it was it amazing. Good? Was it amazing. Good? They do such a good job live. Yeah. Okay. I. What kind of music is 21 Pilots? Where, like, what category would you put them in? It would be labeled as alternative. Oh, you're so edgy, Father. <laughs> <laughs> you're so alternative. I've been alternative since 1992. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Speaking of 1992, you you just said mm-hmm. this. I was I was spending a little time with my as most normal people do my piano tuner today sure and he was telling me a story back in 1992 he was um at somebody's house and he heard this loud thud and he looked out the window and the piano that was being delivered to the house that he was going to tune was face down out in the middle of the street because it fell off the truck and uh the little old lady whose house he was at she just started crying and I thought, this is the saddest story wow. <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't know why I'm sharing it with you. on the, You said 92, and it just brought that story and, back because right. it's fresh in my mind. God bless you, don't, you. you don't think about a piano just falling over. You don't see it too often. No, it's not. A, well, they're usually pretty, you know, pretty sturdy on their legs until, mm-hmm. they, have to get, until they have to get moved. But anyway, back, so back as, to your... As a piano person, do you like, agree that moving a piano is probably one of the hardest things in the world to do? I've moved some pianos. It's not, it's not great you you need a friend that's willing to do some heavy lifting, mm-hmm. preferably can do heavier lifting than you. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, anything can be bought with pizza. So I picked up not now I'm not talking like a grand piano. That's a whole nother. Right. But a couple of upright. You had, to, you had to feed them tacos or something. Yeah. yeah you got to up it besides pizza. Yeah. Um, but I, I've moved a couple of pianos. It's not my favorite thing. I actually just had a, a new piano delivered. Well, it's new to us as a used piano, but delivered to our studio for this fall. And that was very fun to see. I love watching them move pianos because I think it's it's kind of an art form the way they do it. Although now I'm trying to get I'm trying to get an upright piano to a second floor. And mm-hmm. that that's a whole nother you know, piano. Like a crane or something. You just need three really strong people and, and a decent amount of willpower to make it happen. Wow. It's going to happen Saturday. So I'll I'll take pictures. I'll show you. Nice. I, well, I hope it's going to so happen. So <laughs> if you're taking pictures, you're obviously not one of the three people. I, no. Oh, no. I will be coaching. You guys uh, carry the piano. 
I will uh, be. I'll be taking pictures. Uh, you can do it. Yes, you can. You can do it. You're the man. That's right. The pictures might be for insurance purposes. <laughs> Not my I, insurance. Right, your insurance. When your back goes out. You're right. No, it's it's possible. People move pianos to second floors. It's a real thing. It hmm. just costs a little bit more money and takes a couple extra people. So yeah. I'll 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 give you an update next week on the podcast. That'd be wonderful. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, anyway. So this weekend, we've got a little bit longer of a gospel, so we want to give it appropriate time. Before we get to that, though, I just want to say to you, mm-hmm. I feel like now we're starting to settle into the routine of parish life. I know this summer was like a whirlwind for yeah. you, but here we are past Labor Day. We're like fall ordinary time. This is like vanilla scented candle at Bath and Body Works. Like this is just like as normal as it gets. You must have gotten that from friends or something. No, I just made that up. Do you no, not like it? I, I I don't know if I've been to a Bath and Body Works. I don't think I have a vanilla scented candle. I was just going for something like very plain and ordinary. Oh, uh, vanilla. Gotcha. Vanilla. You should have gone like vanilla ice cream or something. Oh, this is like vanilla ice cream with some very nice rainbow sprinkles. Not too many. Yeah, they're for winners. <laughs> what, rainbow sprinkles? Sprinkles are for winners. I've never heard that. I was on a progressive commercial. <laughs> you have you have the references. <laughs> I'm over here inventing my own content, trying to make it sound pithy, and you, you're just throwing out commercial references over there. Hmm. That's fine. We can do that. You're in good hands. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're here all day, folks. Um, so the gospel. <laughs> no, I was. What I was going to say was, I'm I'm eager for you now, just to kind of get into the the norms of yeah. Religious education is up and running. Youth ministries, our our adult formation programs. Yeah. You know, this is the time of year where people that have been traveling a lot during the summer are back at mat. Like this is where we start to get into the the very rhythm, not vanilla, no sprinkles, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, time of year. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited about that. For good. Sure, that, that's all I was trying to say. It was a very roundabout way. <laughs> And I apologize for that. <laughs> okay, let's get to the gospel for this weekend. It is a bit long, but I promise we'll still get you out of here in 23 minutes flat. Yeah, this is one of my favorite chapters. This is Luke 15, where we have three parables of something lost and then found, and then there's a celebration because of that. You want to break this up? How about you read the first and the last? I'll read the middle, just to give it a, a little bit of a shake up. Oh, let's do that. All right. So, like I mentioned last week, context and who Jesus is talking with and to is important. Um, And so we hear right away, Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it. And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance." Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, 
Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but no one gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Well, that's the 23 Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, that's all the time we have. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think the three of these together are, it's like they, they almost build on, I don't want to say intensity, but the beauty of the imagery that is unfolding, it just gets more lavish every time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I know for me, anytime that this kind of set of readings comes up, I love being able to select music for this weekend because mm-hmm. there's so many great songs like this weekend we'll be singing reckless love Love we'll be singing run to the father um these songs that that evoke these beautiful images of um lavish love and mercy and actually in reckless love many people miss the um what's the chases me down fights till i'm found leaves the 99 yeah 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 Mm -hmm. the what i can't think of the word i'm looking for it must be my old age father uh but yeah the it's not the illusion they're alluding to. That's the word I want that it's alluding to the, the parable of the lost sheep. Right. Cause people have asked me before, what's this 99 thing in the middle of this song? <laughs> uh, 
Well, we're not it's counting not bottles of beer on the wall. Oh, I, I was, <laughs> no, I was going to say the number of licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. No, that's three. Yeah, <laughs> three. That's, imp- that's you, impressive. You remember those commercials? I, I do. A one? I feel like a two? Right. A three. A I, three. I feel like I quote too many commercials on this podcast. Do you watch a lot of commercials? I don't think I did, but maybe like throughout my life cumulatively, it just they sort of They're appear. just inside of you. Yeah. You can't get rid of them. I always liked, not to go off on a tangent here, but besides a Tootsie Pop, I'd much rather have had the 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 one with the gum in the center. Remember those? It was like it was like the size of a Tootsie Pop, but in the oh. middle, once you got to the middle, it was gum. Gum. You remember those? Uh, I guess not. Once again, those few years between us, Father. <sighs> yeah, creating, those weren't vetted yet. We are creating mountains between us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, back to the gospel. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's why I love that 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 song, Reckless Love. Cause it, I think it really does show like the intensity of God's love for us and His willingness to do anything. Yeah. Um, you know, Bishop Barron talks about this with that parable of the lost sheep. You know, which one of you, having lost have a hundred sheep and losing one wouldn't go out afterwards out after it. And he says, nobody would do that. Right. Cause you'd leave the 99 sort of to their own devices. Right. And so it's, it's that willingness to, to go after. Um, and he says, you know, Christian life is not about finding God, but allowing ourselves to be found by God. Hmm. Um, you know, we put ourselves in that, in that position, you know, being the, the lost sheep. You know that that God is is actively seeking us out. Well, I think sometimes we can, to us from our perspective, it can feel very one sided. Sometimes I think it can feel like I'm searching for God, until we surrender to the fact that we know that God has always. Well, first of all, God always knows right where we are, but right. he, like He is, God is constantly inviting us into relationship. So it is a, a definitely a two sided. Like with the, with the father and the, and the two sons, you know, while he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him, you know, that he's sort of been, been watching for him, you know? And so even before the son knows that he's seen, Mm -hmm. he's seen, you know, and the father's running after him. And I, partly why I love this, this chapter so much, it speaks to us of the sacrament of reconciliation, which Mm. I think a lot of people, I don't know, has some hangups about. But yeah, I, I tell I, people, I, would, I, I go, this is, this is what happens. Where, like, okay, you're, you show up to confession, but before you even decided to come, the Father was running after you. Yeah. And what happens in, in confession is that it says, you know, my, my son was lost and he's been found again. You know, he was dead and he's come back to life, you know, and, you know, get back in the house and, and we're going <laughs> to put a ring on your finger and the sandals on your feet to reclaim your position yeah. here in the family, you know, and um, th- that's why there's a celebration. I was talking to someone once, quoting this passage, I, I said, um, you know, whenever someone goes to confession, you know, there's, Jesus says, like in Luke 15, there's this big party in heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a guy like here, and she's like, that's just beautiful. I'm like, well, absolutely it is. It is. I loved even that, it, that imagery in the, the middle one that I read, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So it's it's not just God himself rejoicing in it. It's, it's like the whole heavenly host. Yeah, which is that beautiful, you know, I think too about that beautiful imagery we use right at um, the beginning before we sing the Holy Holy, you know, as we're saying, we're joining the song of all of the angels and the saints in heaven in this moment. It's not like, 
it just starts up. It's always happening, right? And so in that moment, the song and the rejoicing is over our repentance, which is wonderful. Yeah, that they're rooting for us, that they're, they're desiring us to have the relationship with God that we're made for. And um, yeah, there's this, there's so much here that is, uh, yeah, it's just so, so great. As we talked about Reckless Love earlier, I don't want to get caught on the song specifically, but yeah. I know there have been some theological debates over the choice of the word reckless, sure. because I, th- I think people see that as though God being unintentional or um, un- dumb un- or in some way. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. It, and I think I think maybe the, the better way to look at it is overflowing, sure. lavish, unending. Uh, you know, what other synonyms could you throw in there? Right. That it it will never run out. Right. Right. Yeah, just even, um, gosh, what is it? There's, I had it earlier. There's no mountain you won't climb up, uh, shadow you won't light up coming after me. There's no oh, yeah. wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. It's just, I thought so, at first you were a going, thing. I thought you were going with, Ain't no mountain high enough. I thought that's the song. <laughs> no, I was, I was sticking on the reckless life. I wasn't there. I was moving on to Motown because I love Motown music. Oh, there you go. But that's, I mean, for for your alternative friends out there, it's probably. <laughs> I try a little, to be open to all sorts of things. A little I, I too bubblegum. Appreci- I have appreciate. <laughs> appreciation for a lot of things oh that's good um yeah the and the truth is we don't really get to sing the bridge of reckless love a lot i i do shorten songs believe it or not for for the attention span of most catholics at mass where they're like you're gonna sing a six minute song at the end of mass no thank you so we i try to make them tolerable for people Maybe we should sing the bridge this weekend. Well, now that they've listened to the podcast, they'll be getting a lot more downloads, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Listen to the whole song on your own time. Yeah, we actually don't get a cut for that, but no, no. There's no, there's no disclosure. commission. There's yeah. absolutely no commission. We just love the song. You know, the prodigal son is a story that does come up several times throughout the liturgical cycle. We hear it during Lent mm-hmm. sometimes and things like that. Um, the image that you alluded to earlier that I think is especially telling is you know that image of the father running to Mm -hmm. the son right and i think about my own dad who's no longer with us i can't remember a time ever my dad like running to me maybe when i was a kid and i was doing something i shouldn't maybe he was like running after me to stop but i think about like if i were to see my own dad again and to see him running towards me in pure love and joy uh what would that emotion be like knowing that that he was doing that for me then it is only exponentially greater knowing that God does the same thing for us. Especially in this society that Jesus lived in and the culture, you know, the, the older father of the family, you know, he was, uh, it was very undignified for them to run. You mm. know, they didn't run, you know, he's the, the potter familias, if you've seen no brother where out thou. And so people went to him yeah. in deference and respect, you know, and so it, it is sort of that throwing caution to the wind as far as his own sense of dignity because he's just so happy uh, to to run after the to run after his son i did challenge father jeff a couple weeks ago before mass to run down the aisle during the closing song do you remember do you remember that no i think the servers would get in the way <laughs> you, oh you think you could take down the servers on the way out probably if they didn't know what was coming mm-hmm. plus they've got the heavy the heavy crucifix to it be, is heavy the heavy cross to be carrying yeah literally mm-hmm. not just figuratively I just I would wonder what people would think if all of a sudden you just booked it. They're like, "Oh, there goes father." 
Uh, there's probably <laughs> multiple things that might be going through their mind. Sorry, I, I digress. Imagine that. Mm. But yeah, you know, the, the images that are in this reading, I would highly suggest to anybody, you know, before you come this weekend, just to take some time to go through each of these um, and spend some time in prayer, just finding a word or a phrase in these scripture passages that kind of speak to you and see how God is speaking to you through them and how he is pulling you into his mercy and his yeah. love and whatever you may be going through. This is a great passage to uh, definitely to sit and pray with, you know, for sure. I think because it, there are three parables with a lot of imagery, um, it's, it's, I think, an easier one for us to, to sit with. Part of the, the thing about this uh, passage is so interesting, especially that third parable, you know, is that people think of the older son as the good one, um, but he also didn't understand the father. You know, he was also outside the house and um, had his own hangups. Sure. And so um, we'll probably get into that more in the in the homily. But uh, oh, oh, a little preview. Oh, I love this passage of what's to come. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey, let's close in some prayer. Yeah, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, God, we're grateful that you come after us. We're grateful that uh, despite the times that we wander, that you come after us. We're grateful for your love and mercy that brings us back uh, into your embrace and back into uh, the home that you have um, made for us in your church, that um, you love us beyond all measure. Help us, too, Lord, to see in those who are lost your uh, beloved daughters and sons and to imitate your mercy and, and seeking them out as well so that they, too, may know the deep abundance of your love. God, we do love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we need to go... Uh... Watch some commercials. I need to get I need to get my commercial game up. Too much Netflix at yeah. my house, I guess. Yeah, I actually don't watch that much TV. <laughs> I believe it. All right, friends. We'll see you this weekend. And uh, Father Jeff will be just walking down the aisle at a normal pace. A saunter. 